Welcome everyone to episode 60 uh, of the Bonfire Sessions. This is Matt and Mike. Say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. You smartass motherfucker. Um, we are glad everyone is joining us today around the uh, the bonfire. I don't know why we're fire pitting. It's a hundred and God knows how much degrees in uh, all the West Coast, man. Can you believe it? Yeah. That would be stupid, irresponsible. Yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta be honest. We're piping in some, uh, some crackling bonfire with the, the, uh, the wonders of modern technology today. Um, because what is you said? Portland was 116. Uh, some city in the Pacific Northwest was 116. That's could fucking be, insane, dude. Could have been Seattle. Yeah, I, I saw 100 and uh, 100 and something in Seattle. 110, 111. Oh. That's even hotter than here. It's been over 100 for like 10 or 11 days straight in Chico. And uh, there is no uh, no respite on the horizon, according to the weather folks. I feel like a, a, a being a weather person in California is really easy. From like April or May to about September or October, just hot as fuck, sometimes, bree- sometimes breezy. That's it. That's all you got. Yeah. True. The rest of the year, gotta you gotta do your job. Yeah, you gotta you gotta show up. You can't just <laughs> you can't mail it in at that point. Yeah. But yeah, we are here, episode sixty. We have a I think we have a good question um, from a listener today, Dennis Tate. Dennis, thank you um, for the question. We are going to get to it in a moment. But for those listening, if you want to ask a question that gets featured on the show, join the Bonfire Sessions Facebook group. And uh, ask the question in there or uh, send me a personal message. And um, if your question is the winner, you will earn yourself a, uh, a free copy of the Bonfire Sessions booklet. One of them. One of four. So take your pick. Uh, you got spring, summer, autumn, and uh, we have winter even though we don't get winter in California. But uh, Dennis Dennis has all uh, all the copies here. According to my messages with him, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to his question here in a minute. Um, but what's new, Mike? Anything anything new going on with you within the last week or so? Yeah, since the last time we uh, shot the shit. Uh, I don't think so. Nothing. Honestly, I mean, just on the daily grind. Yeah. Any uh, any news in the world of politics? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. There's always. Uh, any like bombshell stuff? I heard. Uh, I heard Gavin Newsom has a recall election going. For those who don't know, governor of California. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes this fall, maybe. Oh right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly when. Yeah, I mean, it's usually in the fall, right? When I think so. So people were fed up with him, so they're gonna. He has to run again, essentially, right? To maintain his governorship, and he gets to run. It's like you and I could run if you want. You want to run? Um. I yeah. I don't. I. I've never really. I never really followed any of the. Um, uh, recalls in the past. Oh really? I didn't follow him closely, but I remember when. Uh, when Arnold, when Arnold uh, got the governorship, there was a lot of motherfuckers on that ballot. Mm-hmm. There was like twenty or thirty. It seemed like open season. Right. So, I mean, it, it essentially sounds like, yeah, he would have to do some sort of campaigning. Yeah, I was listening to something, and I guess he has the most money of all the candidates. Yeah. And it's a, um, 
It's not considered a regular election. It's a ballot measure. So I guess you can have as much, you can throw as much money as you want to it. So that's what, I'm guessing that's what he's going to do. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, typical, a typical partisan fight. I don't understand. Well, it, it was over his COVID response, right? Uh, I, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of things been boiling for Californians who aren't liberal. For, you know, they don't like liberals anyway. Um, I think COVID response was a big trigger, and I think the homelessness is a, is a key uh, talking point. Because the homelessness okay. in California is pretty fucked. Yeah. Um, and so... That's true. That's a big... Um, and obviously, whoever's in charge has not done... Has not solved it. <laughs> so, right. fair point. I mean, it's only gotten worse. For sure. I mean, if that... If that's really important to you, and I'm, I don't say that sarcastically, I mean, truly, if that if that really, uh, if it offends you how it's been uh, um, tackled, yeah, I would go ahead and vote him out. But I, w- I would just point out that, you know, California's economic recovery, uh, well, from the pandemic or whatever, I mean, it it's... It's growing almost as fast as, you know, China is right now, and China is a, a developing country. Yeah. Um, California would be a, a viable country on its own, right? Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, there's truth to that. I think um, I think some people, I mean, I'm, I'm included in there. I, I am kind of fed up on the homelessness thing. I don't know if that's the governor's job, though. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like, and maybe I'm just out of my league here, but it's almost like when people complain about the economy... And then they, they're like, get rid of the president. It's like, well, or gas prices and the president. It's like, yeah. the president really doesn't have much to say about gas prices. Um, I don't know if the governor has all the authority to do something about homelessness, but maybe he does, or she, uh, but I don't know. Maybe not directly, but I don't see why he couldn't get involved somehow. Like, Yeah. I mean, something's got to be done. That's for, that's for damn sure. I mean, like, just where I live, Chico's, I mean, they're even, like, we moved to the, we're, we're like, technically outside the city uh, limits, I believe, or, like, right on the edge. And the homeless people are all the way out there now on the bike paths and stuff. I have to, like, dodge trash on the bike path when I, I, I do, like, I've got, a, like, a 15-mile loop where I yeah. do, like, the edge of Chico. I go up in the upper park. I ride down. And they're all there, on there, everywhere. Every neighborhood I go through, there's some, there's some of them. And, I mean, I feel for him, but something's got to be done. So, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. So they followed you out there, huh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I One was looking through my trash on trash pickup day. Or my recycling, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't got anything in there that they're going to be like, oh, look at what they're throwing away. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I mean, you are throwing I should shred everything. But sometimes you throw away things that has your personal information on it. You probably shouldn't. That's on you, I guess. I mean, that's not, that's on me. But still, it's almost like uh, it's kind of weird. Like I don't get like I don't give a shit too much if someone's looking through my recycling. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. Come on, man. Maybe just ask. Yeah, I mean, I told one of them, I told one one person out there one time. I was like, "Yo, if you just came up to my door and was like, can you put aside?" These cans, these bottles. Now I, now I don't. I put them aside on my own, and I get paid for them because I. That's how teaching my daughter how to make some money. So every can and bottle that we find or pick up or use, 
we recycle at the paid recycling place and then she puts it in the bank account that we opened but beforehand i would i told him i was like yo tell me what to put aside i will put it aside for you and you can come just take it and you can get paid for it nice and he was like no nah, nah, nah. he got him pissed off at me and i was like all right go fuck yourself i'd man. rather just steal it yeah go fuck yourself man <laughs> because i mean that that's you know that's just like whatever but so yeah they the the you know the homeless population is 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 big it's a, it's a large population it's places like la San Francisco? I mean, some places in LA and San Francisco you can't go to. It's that fucked up. I mean, just tent city all on the, like, on the sidewalks. Just up and down downtown in LA. What? How many homeless, how many do you think are in the Chico area? The last I heard was well over a thousand. And it's a city of 90,000. So it's like over a percent of the population is homeless. And and I and I, I agree like that like a lot of the conservative response is like harsh and unempathetic and that's terrible, but a lot of the liberal response has been do not like not do shit, like they ain't doing shit for them. They're letting them camp in the in the parks and it's like well hold on like I'm liberal as fuck. Well, but if they're throwing trash in the rivers and that's fucking up the ecology, like that's also a liberal issue. So you you, you gotta you gotta. You can't I mean, I turn a blind eye to the ecology of it. No. I would say the liberal response would be to build some free housing. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, why the fuck aren't they, like, build the tiny houses? Or those sheds that they sell? You know those sheds you could buy on the corner? Like, yeah. turn convert those into a house. Yeah. Like, fucking put some, put some insulation in there, a little electricity. I would be more than willing to give tax dollars to that kind of stuff. Dude, I mean... I, I guarantee that there might be an, an, an initial investment, but long term, they'll spend less than fighting the current homeless population the way they are. Like, yeah, you might have to put some more upfront costs to build houses for them, but five, ten years down the road, you're now not fighting this epidemic. Like, there, there have been studies that have shown this sort of stuff, right? I think so. I think it they've done it in, like, similar. Utah. They've done it up in Washington, where it's like, oh, we ain't giving people free shit. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the pushback would be like, oh, well, everyone's just going to go do it so they can get free things. It's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. You're going to go homeless so you can get a tiny house? No, come on, man. Like, that's just bullshit. This is stupid, man. I mean, that would be my solution. That should be the liberal solution. I agree with you. Like get up. There's a. There's got to be a big property they can use. Build a bunch of fucking tiny houses. I bet you can get grants for that shit. I bet it wouldn't even cost taxpayers that much money. Hmm. Or hit up some like you know hit up some some rich people who are into this sort of thing. They'll help out. I bet. I bet. I bet you could do it. But but they're not. Yeah. We should run for governor, bro. The Machuga de Stefano ticket. I'll be. I'll be an advisor. Okay, I can be the spokesperson. Yeah. I can be charismatic. Oh, uh, I'm all aware. Yeah. My fellow Californians, audience, audience. <laughs> I have a solution. My opponent, opponent, opponent. And then I'll just hire you as an advisor. Mike, what the fuck am I doing, man? <laughs> God, tell me to do something. Tell me something, man. Fucking floundering out there. My ratings are down. I'm caught in scandal after scandal. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, it, it initially sounds uh, ludicrous, ridiculous, but 
I would. I, I, I think I want to make some sort of political impact. Like, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm very passionate about about politics, and maybe yeah, the second half of my life. You know, town, town council, man, come on. You can do it. Oh shoot! Yeah, right. Maybe not the governor's house, or even a mayor. Or you can go, mayor, but you can go town council. Be the wise, quiet sage. Yeah, I like that. Do it, man. <laughs> you run for town council, there'll be a dispensary on every corner. <laughs> I mean, shoot, we've already got what, like five smoke shops up here. Yeah, they're not dispensaries. Just but... turn one into a dispensary. Yeah. You'll be fine. A town of a town of what two thousand right now or something. Yeah, and it's got five smoke shops. Apparently, ain't got ain't, people got nothing to do up here. There's not a whole lot to do. Just smoke and drink. Is there what? What do you got? One liquor store? Or you got a couple? You can get them at the grocery store and get some booze. Uh, well, there's there's the hooch hut. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one, isn't that's there? The only one. Yeah. Well, everyone took up smoking instead of. Uh, your dog's fucking with my shoe. What are you doing, man? Come on. Jesus fucking Christ. As I said last week, that's my new thing. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry, Jesus. I don't mean to offend him. I'm sure he's not offended. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I would think he's not. Anyway. He understands some words, but I don't think he's got those. I think he's yeah. fine with it. If in 2,000 years someone says Matthew fucking Christ, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> it's funny right Michael fucking Christ see that's like the biggest honor of all that's great don't take yourself too seriously Jesus old Jesus alright we got a question Dennis Tate he asks bonfire sessions question one <laughs> I like when I like when people make a list and there's just one on there <laughs> one was Paul actually a homophobe considering his words in his letter to the Romans. And uh, Dennis won the uh, the winter season of the uh, bon- the Bonfire Sessions booklets. So congrats. It's our best one. We only get better. So that was our last one we wrote. Was Paul a homophobe considering Romans 1? Romans 1, uh, I think it's chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. We all know the verse, right? Michael, do you know it? I don't. Uh, I don't know it exactly. There's a list of vices, and um, it's all throughout 18 through 32. And then um, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Oh, this is the NIV, so lusts is not going to be a good translation. I guarantee that. Um, but it's the first thing that popped up when I looked it up. Um, even their women exchanged exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones in the same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. There's also the First Corinthians uh, 6, 9. <laughs> I think it is 6, 9. That's funny. I never even put that together. Unless I'm thinking of a different verse. Um, no, yeah, there it is. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. That's the worst translation of that word ever. Um, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. That's the big one to me. But 
Well, it sounds like it depends a lot on the translation. Well, that's a part of it. Like, okay, so this is the NIV, and it's got men who have sex with other with men. And uh, so I think in that verse, there's two terms, malakoi and arsenokoitai. And from what I understand is, especially in the Corinthian context, like in Corinth, there was a lot of fucking crazy shit going on, like temple prostitution. There's basically like prostitution in church or temples. Like that's what Paul's kind of talking about. It's a uh, arsenokoitai is like male in bed, and then the malakoi is, is something effeminate or soft. And what's going on basically is like old dudes are fucking boys. Paul's like, no, don't do that. So simply to translate arsenokoitai and malakoi as men who have sex with men, yes, that's what's happening, but it's specific men having sex with specific boys. I wouldn't call it men. Um, they could have been pu- prepubescent. I mean, what we would call statutory rape now is kind of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, don't have anything to add to that. Like, I don't. I don't have anything to add answering it directly. The question. Um, well, you're not a Bible nerd like I am. Right, and yeah, that that's why. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, for me, it doesn't matter. I mean, to me, it only matters if, if you have a certain definition of the Bible. You need it to say a certain thing. Like, you need Paul to be some sort of authority. And granted, I think Paul got a lot of things right, but I think a lot of, a lot of Paul is misinterpreted or misunderstood and misapplied. Yeah. I guess I would like to know, you know, the the spirit behind which the question was asked. Um, I mean, if it was, you know, just for like Bible trivia, if you're just curious, if he was a homophobe, or if, yeah, if you're going to use that um, in your arsenal, you know, to promote uh, homophobia or something like that. Well, Dennis is not. I know Dennis a little bit. I, I, I assume yeah. not. But yeah, I mean, like you basically just said, uh, uh, what does it matter, essentially? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, for one, uh, as I've said many times, I don't go to the Bible as an authority on anything, really. Right. So um, in the end, it doesn't matter to me. Wait, because let's say he even was. Let's say he was a homophobe. It only matters if that is your authority. You're like, oh, that guy who lived thousands of years ago, almost 2,000 years ago, he's the authority on the matter. What he thinks about that. That's the only time it matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it matters to a lot of Christians because they've elevated the Bible to such a place where it supersedes their own direct experience with the world. Yeah. It's their epistemological starting point. Yeah. And you're like, what? (laughs) Why? Why? I mean, I get, I get, like, if you're told that that's the way it's supposed to be, that you just, if you don't question it, you just kind of go throughout life assuming. But I don't know. Under any sort of pushback or scrutiny, it should fall apart for you. The 
homosexuality specifically or just in any of it like yeah. the bible is an authority and yeah. homosexuality like i mean if people took the bible seriously like if, if you had this book like you take we take lord of the rings seriously right very seriously very seriously like <laughs> fucking <laughs> i know the inerrancy <laughs> infallibility <laughs> like if anything's infallible and inerrant it's fucking tolkien <clears throat> uh arguably yeah right. <laughs> so what do I do? I read outside of the Lord of the Rings. You read The Hobbit. I read. I've read The Silmarillion. It's it's tough sledding, but I've read it. I've I've read letters that Tolkien has written to friends, like when he's a- answered questions. Like I I've, I've taken it ser- like okay. So apply that to the Bible, and you're going to be like, what is the world in which the Bible comes from? What's going on in the world? Read outside of the Bible. All I need is the Bible, brother. Well. <laughs> But if you take it seriously, you should read the context around it. Read read the historians that are not in the Bible. Read what people are saying about the Roman culture at the time, the Greek culture, the Greek language, Greek philosophy, Judaism, extra-biblical Jewish writings. Because this is the world in which is... It's like, it's like if, you, if you read Lord of the Rings and that's it, that's fine. But then, then you probably shouldn't have too much of an opinion on middle earth at large yeah. and maybe like if i tell you something you shouldn't argue with it so much because i might you get a broader context and i point pe- this out to people when i talk to them about lord of the rings i'm in this dorky lord of the rings group on facebook oh cool i'm like look tolkien was first and foremost a mythologist he created a mythology first and then told a story we all know know him as a storyteller, and that's what he he was. But first and foremost, he was a mythologist. Like Lord of the Rings is almost secondary to Middle Earth. It's just one of the story, and and it's beloved, and and it's one of the greatest work of literature of all time, if not the greatest. Mm-hmm. And and that I include the Bible in that. So, but but I think first and foremost, his goal was to create a world, and then tell the story in that came from that world. And honestly, this isn't. This isn't a put down at all. Yeah, it is. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I can tell. You can kind of tell where his priorities lay, because the world that he created and all the mythology and all that is, yeah, undeniably uh, incredible. The prose, I mean, it's just simple. That's all. Like it, it's kind of uh, vanilla a little bit. Tolkien. Yeah, it's um, very descriptive. Yeah, uh, in a simple kind of way. Yeah, the the world and the mythology is much more complex than the than the prose. And maybe that's what I. It's it's just not. It's very straightforward. I mean, but the point being is, if if we're gonna take it seriously, like we should probably get to know the person, get to know the world in which it comes from. And and if you did that with, you know, Dennis's question about Paul and homophobia. When when did people start thinking of sexuality in terms of homo, homosexual, heterosexual, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, lesbian? When did they start thinking about that? Not till hundreds and hundreds of years after, even thousands of years. It's like an enlightenment thing almost when they had those terms and those categories. So yes, there were homoerotic behaviors. Yes, men had sex with men. Yes, women had sex with women, but it wasn't thought of as a sexual orientation. 
So when Paul denounces something, he's denouncing a certain thing that is going on at a certain point of time in history that may not have anything to do with what's going on now. In fact, most often it didn't. Did Paul denounce a a loving gay couple? No, because that's not really what he's talking about. So you're saying that because because sexuality wasn't uh, divided up in such a way back then that there wouldn't necessarily people wouldn't be afraid phobic of men having sex with men. I think it was so prominent that they weren't that they weren't thinking like the men that had sex with men are gay. They wouldn't they wouldn't categorize them as such. It was more of of a hierarchical social status that if you were really really rich and a man and an older man you would be married to a woman but you would also have sex slaves at times. Some people who wanted that would have these boy prostitutes. So, yeah, there, there were people like Paul who says that that's not okay. And they would call it unnatural and shameful and whatever. But I don't think he did it because... I mean, he would have he said the same thing about a man who had a woman prostitute who was younger, who was poor who was like a sex slave or a sex servant. I think I think the fact that they were a man and a boy is not the point of what Paul is saying that's not good. It's the type of power over structure that he's against. Hmm. I mean that's that that's what I get from the language in Arsenokoitai having sex, you know, with a, you know, with a Malakoi. It's, you know, it's men laying down in a bed, one man typically is an older gentleman with money and the other is maybe a 14 year old boy and it, it's like uh not consensual in in a way or <sighs> it's almost like it's consensual in the way that it was thought of as consensual in hollywood before the me too movement i mean so, i'm i mean that was your societal role i mean that's what you you mean you were a servant you were a um it's like, is the prostitution industry consensual? It's like, yes and no. Like, women are getting money and they're consenting to it, but they're in such a place in society where their backs are against the wall. And typically, that's not that's not true of all sex workers, but, t- I mean, a lot of times, it's people who kind of um, don't have much else going for them. They have to do something. It's like, it's like the reasons people sell drugs. Are they bad people? No, like life has been such in such a way that they kind of have to sell drugs on the street, or they have to prostitute yeah. themselves. Like it's so it's it's it might technically be consensual, but it's 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 not ideal as a society to have people feel like they're forced to do something they don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. But they'll do what they got to do to feed their family, to do what they got to do to stay alive. You know. Yeah, the whole victim being a victim of circumstance mm-hmm. thing that I don't think conservatives think exists. And bringing it back to, you know, the homo- homelessness problem, like, um, and just how, how harsh they are and just not willing to uh, give a helping hand. Like, 
Well, we've individualized things so much in America. Everything's individual. Mm-hmm. Everything. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, you know, I'm a self-made man. It's like which you know, I don't think is a thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, it's not. Which doesn't mean, of course, that you know, you don't have to put in some hard work um, to maybe get where you're going. I mean. I feel like if, I mean, if you want to be homeless, maybe because you're just not willing to put in the hours that, you know, a CEO does, and you're okay with your circumstance, like, as long as, you know, you uh, you respect the society that you're in, and you don't, you know, leave trash everywhere and all that, and as long as you go about it respectfully, <laughs> uh, then that should be an option, but... I had kids in the group homes who, that, that was kind of like a cultural thing. They were like, uh, maybe they were more what they would call hobos back in the day. Like, they would travel around, mm-hmm. go from one place to another. Um, but I think that's that's maybe a small percentage of what's going on in, in California. I think for the most oh, part, sure. most part it's drugs and mental health. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, I mean, like, we just think of things so individual and, and it, like... I don't know. I think that's a unique thing to America, to our context. That's why a lot of times, like, bringing it back to the Bible, like, when people talk about salvation, when they talk about being saved, this and that, like, a lot, a lot of the way they thought of things back in the day were, like, communal. Like, being a Christian wasn't, like, an individual thing. Yeah, you made an individual choice, but it was all about the community. It was all about being a part of a community. In a very communal way. Um, salvation throughout like Israel's history was salvation of the nation, not individual Jews. Like so we we've like individualized it and like kind of parsed it out and made it all about us or me. And so when a lot of the, a lot of the concepts and things in the Bible are all about a uh, kind of a more communal approach, a more us approach rather than a me or I approach. Which I, I kind of like. It doesn't eliminate personal responsibility. Or it doesn't take away that. But I think you can have both and. It gets out of that dual... you gotta, you got to get out of that dualistic binary lens. It's like the homeless population. Yeah, they got their own responsibility that they got to do something. But there's a communal responsibility as well. For us to take care of those who are... You know, the most vulnerable, the most fucked up. Yeah, that's why I'm a social democrat. Goddamn socialist. You know what? It's, it's people like you ruining this country. I saw something about that, like, <laughs> about how in World War II we fought socialism, and now we now people want socialism in exchange for, for their freedom. And I was like, we didn't fight socialism. Right. I mean, weren't we fighting fascism? Right. <laughs> it wasn't, um, in World War II... It was the USSR, right? And they were on our team. Yeah. Weren't they socialists? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Well, there you go. I thought they were on the uh, Allies side, not the Axis side. <laughs> Pretty sure Mussolini was a fascist. <laughs> Hitler was a fascist. And Austria-Hungary, whoever ran that shit, was probably a fascist. And, uh, yeah, that was a stupid meme. I was like, you conflated democratic socialism with... Uh, 
Nazi fascism? Yeah, oh, most read a book. Most people don't understand socialism. Um, it beca- it's become a catch-all term for anything not democratic. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> They're just a socialist, communist, whatever. Yeah, and they'll put them all together. Marxist, yeah, socialist, yeah. Leninist, Stalinist, Nazi, fucking fascist. They'll say, that. who are you talking about? Bernie Sanders. What? I mean, come on, man. I don't agree with the guy on everything, but he's a democratic socialist or leans that way. He's probably not even full-blown, like, he's probably not as extreme as, like, European democratic socialists that probably take things even further. But he's as far as democratic socialist as, you know, our popular American, politicians yeah. get. Yeah. So when they call Biden, Biden's a moderate Democrat. He's a, he's a conservative Democrat. But he, uh, I mean, his policies are as progressive as anything we've seen so far. Well, he's probably but, getting a little nudge from, uh, right. from some people. But I'm guessing he's, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. I don't know a lot about him, but... I'm guessing he's going to kind of uh, change as the time goes, which is which is good. I think he adapts. I mean, I think people that get stuck in there. I mean, they see change is a bad day. You changed. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> it's not what's you've adapted. You've changed your mind. You've uh, you've moved throughout life and learned a few things. So he's probably yeah. Maybe he's more left than when he was vice president with Obama. But I maybe maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm as progressive as you can get. So, yeah, like it's a bad thing, if you were, I would say. I mean, universal basic income, hell yeah. Medicare for all. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. I think we should be doing it. Um, and, I, and I think we should be uh, paring down the, you know, military and the military complex. Uh the military like we could cut that budget in half and we'd still spend more than everyone everyone so yeah i, I wish biden were a little bit more progressive but he's not trump <laughs> <laughs> you hear about the uh, the my pillow guy said trump's coming back now not in august but september maybe mm-hmm. i love how like a political conversation be like well i heard the my pillow guy <laughs> <laughs> It's like, who the fuck cares what the my pillow guy said? Oh Jesus, help us! And I, I love how they say he could be reinstated. Reinstated. Yeah, yeah explain to me how by what mechanism is this? It's just be because hey, this guy's the president again. Like, let's say I mean Biden's older, right? Let's say he gets sick, he's incapacitated. Excuse me, incapacitated, can't do his job. Maybe he passes away. I hope that doesn't happen. But let's say it happened. You don't go back to the last guy. You're not like, hey, well, I mean, this guy, this guy kicked the bucket, so we're gonna go back to the, le-. you know, there's a there's a process, right? It'd be Kamala, and then it would be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, that's the line of six. And then after that, I don't know. It's like pi three point one four. I don't know the rest of the numbers, but I don't know how. I don't. But there's an order, and it's a long order, right? Eventually, it gets to Kelsey Grammer, perhaps. Kelsey Grammer, he's in there, huh? From Frasier. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it's not Trump. It ain't the last guy. Oh, man. These people wear me out. You know, it's funny. It's <laughs> Giuliani was uh, was adamant telling Trump that uh, Mike Pence could have uh, 
rejected the results of the election and sent it back to uh, to the states. <laughs> like he was saying that was in the Constitution. Um, nope. It's not. Of course not. But she... I think they just make shit up as they go, man. He was... The story was... He was... He was super drunk that day. Giuliani? Or at that time. Yeah. Yeah, he seems so. like he can drink a lot. I saw him in that Borat movie, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, how long was that scene? How long was he in it? Like... Was it Borat 2? Yeah. It was... Um, it was a long, uncomfortable scene. Was that his only part in it? Or? Oh yeah, that's the only time they pranked him. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was an awkward scene. I don't know if he was actually pulling his pants down. I have no idea. It's impossible to say from 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 where I'm standing. It could have you could have seen. I could have seen it. Situation. Just a, he was yeah. just tucking his shirt. I don't. I have no idea. I wasn't there. But it was awkward as shit. Like, I mean, I can't bring myself to watch that one yet. If you, it's um, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I did like uh, Who is America when he did all those. Even that's when he's getting people to yell the N-word, chase at him after him. Like, I mean, it's, it's I was laughing my ass off. The first time I watched it through, man, I was dying. I was at Ralph's yeah. house. I was fucking dying. I showed it to Lindsay. She did not find it as funny as I did. <laughs> but it was, I was dying. Well, you have to... You have to work yourself up to it, I think. Like, at first, Seinfeld kind of made me a little uncomfortable, and then I moved my way up to uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And then I moved on to Always Sunny, Always sunny. in, in yeah. Philadelphia. I need I need some I need something to get me from that to Borat. I don't know if there's a... Oh, I don't know middle. if there is one. Because, <laughs> like, I would say, like, The Office is cringy at times, but I, it's not it's not in the same ballpark as, like... Borat or Bruno or all those all of his characters mm-hmm. basically <laughs> uh, I don't know what the gateway drug would be to that because that's that's next level maybe you, you just gotta do it you gotta bite the bullet you gotta be okay being uncomfortable for a little bit it, it is uncomfortable and then go it watch it with your parents funny. or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah I don't know I don't know how you get there but I don't know how it can I, like I can't go back from always sunny, like, and then enjoy Friends in the same kind of way. Oh, like, I never liked Friends. I did. I liked it when it first came out. Oh, you did. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Like, I think we watched it at my house when we were younger, right? My parents or something. But it wasn't like it's never going to make me laugh in the same kind of way. No. No, all those shows, like, all those sitcoms seem kind of sticky. Not sticky, but sticky. <laughs> like, there's, like, it's, um, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, uh, I don't mind things being a little bit hyperbolic. A little bit not real. But I, I like it to be a little drier, a little more like real life. I even get annoyed sometimes that, like, the Seinfeld has a laugh track and a live audience laugh. I mean, some of that, like, that's what I love about The Office. Like, there's, like, awkward, there will be a long-ass pause that you don't get away with on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's just dead air. And the people are just staring at each other, like, and you, they just leave it there. 
And it's like, I love that, those moments of like uncomfortable, because you relate to them. You're like, oh, I've, I've done that before. I've been, you know, like we were talking about last time when Lindsay asked me something, you still there? Yeah. And there's just like a long silence on the phone. Like those things make me laugh. So I relate to them more. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I can, I can dig that. But friends, you see the punchlines coming like a mile away. And you're like, that's not real life, man. I mean, I do, I do like the laugh tracks, though. I gotta be honest. Do you? It it gets me in the mood. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of of the opinion, like, even if, even if something, even if it's not the greatest show, even if it's not the funniest, even if it's not the best movie, if it's not gonna win uh, an Academy Award, I still think, I still think that you know it should be made, and I think. I think you should still be able to enjoy whatever on on its own terms. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, Friends isn't as real or super funny as uh, Borat or whatever. But, you know, I'm still going to watch it. I still, well, you still, I, like I still, it, I still get enjoyment out of it. Um, or like, yeah, just Marvel kind of beating that universe to death. Um, I say go for it. Yeah, give us all the different storylines you can. I don't care. Just put them out there. I haven't gotten into it at all. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, I didn't like comic books as a kid, though. Did you? Is is part no. of it the nostalgia? No, it's not the, just the nostalgia. No, I, I just think I think they're good fun no. movies. I think I saw Iron Man. That's Marvel, right? Yes. I saw uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um. I saw something with the Hulk in it. Uh, either Adventures or... The original Hulk. Avengers, yeah. Right. Okay. And that's the extent of it. Pretty, and they were just... Sure. You just thought they were okay? I thought they were, like, fine for what they are. They Did were just you feel like, like it was a waste of time? Um, no. Like, if you... If you were... If you asked me to go see one, I'd go see it. And it'd be like, oh, that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But... I wouldn't be like, oh, I got to see the whole universe now. I got to see the whole canon. It was pretty. They're like pretty to look at. Uh-huh. Obviously, a lot of money went into it. Special effects are cool. It's just not my type of thing. I don't know. I'd rather have a low budget film with a with a story than a high budget film with. And they have stories, I guess. But it's. I don't think I'm saying anything different than you are. Yeah. Um, it's just the the attitude of maybe poo pooing them. Well, I wouldn't poop. I wouldn't poo-poo them. I poo-poo like Transformers, though, because that was not well. That was not well done. Did you like Transformers? <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought it was pretty. Well, yeah, but was, I mean, I, I was I left feeling empty. I was like, what? I did, oh, I I mean, I, I didn't feel like I got to watch this again. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get offended it? that they made it. I'll, I'll get offended if they fuck up Star Wars, which I got a little offended by some of the sequels. Like, they're pretty, but I didn't like the way the story went. But that's just me. Um, I'll, I'm gonna get real mad if Amazon fucks up Lord of the Rings shit that's supposed to come out that show. I'm gonna, get, then, I'm, I'm gonna get real mad. Yeah. Oh, well, right. Oh, that would suck. I'm gonna go get a seance and and go talk to Tolkien and be like, "Yo, you gotta do something about this, man. Come back and haunt some shit." But that just means that somebody else has to come 
behind them and fix and it. And fix it, yeah. Uh, Someone. I, I would hope that, like, the Tolkien grandkids, I guess, at this point, the Tolkien umbrella, whoever owns that shit, not Christopher Tolkien, he's too old, right? Is he still alive? Uh, not sure. I don't know. Whoever would, or some Tolkien scholars are not going to let him fuck it up. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I feel like nobody really enjoys the Lord of the Rings casually. Well, anybody that's going to go through the trouble of of making a series like that. Yeah. Probably, probably going to be the type of person that's going to get it right. They better I, geek I out think. on it. Yeah, I hope so. That's my guess. That would um, that would be my assumption because I mean, say what you want about the movies. I think Peter Jackson and all them did a great job. It's not the book, but it never is, no. and that's fine. Just let it be what it is. That's I when I get I get annoyed by people like that. Well, you got to read the book; it's better. Well, you can okay, do both. but it's different media. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to compare two things. Like, it's like saying, uh, "What what's better, this podcast I listen to or that song that you listen to?" It's like it's I can't compare the two. Mm. It's different. How can you compare the two things? It's better for what reason? I mean, in the books, you you don't get the. I mean, there's better things about the movies. I'll admit that the music, hundred percent, is like spot on. In the in, you don't get that in the books. I try to sing the songs myself. I'm not as good as Howard Shore. <laughs> the visuals were way better. Yeah, than the, books. than the book. I mean, you got <laughs> words on a page. That's fine. And my imagination. That's great. But you know, there's certain things about movies that it's just a, again, it's a different media. Can't compare the two. So, all that being said, no, I don't think Paul was a homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped it up nice, though. <laughs> no, we really didn't. But, you know, if you're asking for a 50-minute uh, discussion on one thing on the Bonfire Sessions podcast, you haven't listened to the podcast. It's not exactly what we do. Then you, sir, are an idiot. Then you, sir. No, Dennis is not an idiot. He's a, he's a good dude. <laughs> just kidding. I just wanted to say that. Oh, I know. I'm just playing around. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess the takeaway on the question is that I think it's impossible to uh, to say whether we could call Paul a homophobe or not. You probably just have to be Paul to know that. Yeah. I, I mean, if you transported Paul in this day and age and he hung out here for a couple of years, then, then ask him. Because sometimes, like... And this is true about anything. Like, I'm, I bet I, I was a homophobe as a young boy. I certainly was because I was scared shitless about how I felt. <laughs> right? And I was told it was wrong. But ask me now, and I'm like, no. So maybe Paul, he died when he died. Maybe if you lived in the, I mean, I don't know. You don't know. People change and evolve. Right. It's like, is we it? want to put these people in the Bible at, like, they were this way. That's the one way. And it's like, no, I've read Paul. I've read a lot of Paul. And I've read a lot of commentary on Paul. And I see changes in his letters. He'd be open to a difference of opinion. or I think so. He'd be open to having his mind changed. And plus, you're taking letters, dude. It's like you're taking letters. He wrote letters to the Roman church. He, it's not his church. He wrote letters to the Galatian church. That was his church. He wrote letters to Corinth. He wrote letters to Timothy. These are letters. It's like, what's going on in those letters? Some, something very specific. Well, I mean, that we just pluck it out. This is what Paul said. See? Right here. Yeah. 
It's like polls against women. It's like, no, there were some people lying. There were some women who were lying at one point about something. And he said, basically, sit down and shut up, woman. I wouldn't use the same tactic. <laughs> Unless I'm joking around. But he did. And it's like, oh, he's anti-woman. It's an injunction for all of time. Women are not supposed to preach and teach and be in church but as a pastor. It's like, no, this one woman shouldn't. Or this group of women shouldn't. But they're not here anymore. Like, he's not talking about the... The whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle, but what do I know? You should have to get some sort of license. <laughs> to be able to talk about the Bible? Yeah. I'm not sure who you get to determine who gives the license. But... The, philosopher, the philosopher king. Oh, of course. Yeah. Duh. I mean, I think so. I just think we need to teach more philosophy in school. We take, like, four years of math, four years of science, four years of English. All that's fine. But we should be taking, like, four to eight years of philosophy. Start in junior high, basic philosophy. High school, every year. Philosophy one, two, three, four. Whatever. Do it like world history. American philosophers, world philosophers, Greek philosophers, whatever you want. How do you want to break it up? I think every year, every year from kindergarten on, you should have a little bit of philosophy that's it i think so and that that'll solve all of our problems that and weed and giving everyone mushrooms as we've discussed before philosophy crop dust with weed you make clouds it lowers the temperature and everyone calms the fuck down i think that is a solid uh gubernatorial platform right there i, I would run on that well you're my advisor i have to run <laughs> Oh. And then when, when people get mad at that plan, I can just say, well, I just went to my advisors, talked to them. You're like, you fucking asshole, threw me under the bus. Um, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I stand by my message, my fellow Americans. There will be free weed for everyone. Oh, all right. You ready to fuck off? Indeed. Indeed. All right. Thanks for asking the question, Dennis. Again, if you want to ask a question, uh, join the Facebook group for the Bonfire Sessions. Ask me. Post it in the group. If uh, if we pick your question, you will get a free PDF of a booklet we have written. So go do that. And uh, as always, don't be a dick. And uh, that's all I got. <laughs>